Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning. This is Ursula Odom, and I am your host for NABWIC Talks. I'm also the CEO of Sula2, and we make old, new, and everything we do. We chance to preserve and present legacy information, and that's what's so wonderful about this show, because as a NABWIC host, this is where we get to interview individuals that are members or that can benefit the membership. I am so pleased to have Vantina Durham of Durham Housing Services this morning as, as our guest, and I can't wait to hear her story. She is a NABWIC member and owner of Durham Housing Services and was the recent MWSBE spotlight for the month of February for Memphis Office of Business Diversity and Compliance. Durham Housing, Service, Durham housing Services has been a certified MBE and SBE since 2016. Reservation Company provides services such as grass mitigation, property board ups, demolition services, trash out, eviction, and junk removal services. In addition, Ms. Durham is current president of the NABWIC Memphis chapter and is active in a number of community initiatives. I am so pleased to bring to you Miss Fantina Durham. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I am doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for agreeing to share your story. And so let's get with that. Um, tell us about who you are in terms of your own background and how you came to do what you do. Okay. Again, my name is Fantina Durham. And I am the president and CEO of Durham Housing Services. As you stated, uh, we are a property preservation company. We focus on contracting and construction, construction contracting and management and diversity supply. How I came to do what it is that I'm doing, um, I'll go back to my childhood upbringing. I was, um, I was raised in Memphis. I was raised, as we would say in the South, with um, values um, that came from a farmer, my grandparents, and we had to use our hands a lot. Lived in a two-bedroom house, and 
we used to have guests come over, and my grandmama would always say, go out there and fix that porch like when we get ready to have a special event. Um, hammer it down. Make sure it's, it's stable, you know, so when people walk on it. So I remember me and my brother being out there. We'll be fixing the porch, trying to fix the porch, fix the stairs on the porch. We get one side fixed and the other side fall down. And he's like, oh, my. <laughs> Unbeknown to me, you know, who would ever thought that those skills, back then I was like, oh, this is child abuse. You know, who would have the kids doing that? But unbeknown to me that those skills one day would be the skills that helped me to make and earn money, earn an income. So uh, moving on down the line, I my background, I spent 13 years as a code enforcement officer here in the city of Memphis, and I was the first African-American female building inspector for the state of Virginia. So I had... Uh, wow. I, yes, yes. I gained a lot of knowledge and background, um, on, you know, throughout my career, which helped me to come back home to Memphis after um, spending time in Virginia as a building inspector. And when I came back home to Memphis, I decided to, instead of going back and work for the government in code enforcement, it was like, hey, you've learned this skill, so, hey, take it, apply it, open a business. That's what I did. And so I have that, now I have that experience on both sides. I've been on the government side of it, and now I'm on the entrepreneurial side of it. You know what I find interesting, just breaking it down to the childhood level, your parents were the building inspectors of of your childhood, and they taught you how to be one. <laughs> you got the techniques from the classroom, but you, <laughs> the motivation and the vision came from parents. That's amazing. Um, so, um, what advice? What resources or even advice were you given in as you? advanced along your entrepreneurial journey? It goes back uh, to 2016. Um, Our current mayor, that was his first term in office, which is Mayor Jim Strickland, when he uh, became mayor in 2016, he launched a program that was targeted towards MWBE and MBE, to draw in um, participation, to give us the tools that were that were needed to be able to be, we were like, we used the slogan, small businesses, big contenders, to help us to build capacity. And so I was one of the first graduates uh, of this program, of the mayor's initiative, and that was a huge resource for me in the beginning. Now, as we move along, from 2016 to 2020, I still utilize the resources of the city. We have great resource program, everything from workshops to training. We have what we call the Entrepreneur Center, which is located at 480 um, South Lindy Street. And this center is like a one-stop shop. They have everything that an entrepreneur needs at their fingertips. And so I go there every day to run my business, and everything is right at your fingertips. If you need to bid on a job, you need help bidding on a job, you need help with a business plan, you need, you know, whatever, you need help with accounting, you need QuickBooks, it's right there. That's one of the major resources 
that's in our community for entrepreneurs. And I utilize it, pay, I pay heavily into the tax base, so I use those resources that are available to me to grow my business. Now, with your using those resources, um, does that make you a political person? And if so, how? Or if not, why not? I mean, what? How, is it, how has this affected your politics? This is um, this has affected my politics. Um, am I a political person? I keep up. I keep up with what's going on in politics. Back in 2018, I ran for the Chevy County um, Commissioner position for District 10, which covered my community in which I was born, which I was born, raised, live in, and work in. And but on the business side of it, from an entrepreneurial perspective. It has helped me to become an advocate for black women in construction, for minority women uh, in business. I I go down to some of these hearings and meetings because I like to hear about anything from legislation to policies to things that are being voted on and passed, and that may affect us in the construction industry. So it has allowed me to champion various causes. Uh, whether it be from making sure the goals are met on a you know project, making sure those MWBE goals are met, making sure that we are counted in and not counted out. So yes, it plays it plays a role heavily um, from for the industry that I am I am in because politics and community they do go together. All right. So what would you say your biggest accomplishment has been so far in your career? Making an impact, impacting others. Um, I think one uh, in the industry, I can be. Um, I think somebody said it last night at one of these. Then I'm probably like the Sojourner Truth or the Harriet Tubman. As I go on this journey, I try to reach back and help others, especially our youth. I started a youth build program. It's called Durham Youth Builders Academy, and we take youth between the ages of 14 to 24, we teach them carpentry skills, skills where they can use their hand and show them other ways to make money. Because as we know, everyone won't go to college, but you, there are other means and legal ways of making money. So the slogan is to put down the guns and pick up a drill, learn a skill, pick up, or pick up a drill and learn a skill. So that's our platform. That's what we use. And we teach them carpentry, uh, the different bases of construction, refurbishing furniture, giving back. So the main thing in the position that I am, I'm in is making an impact, whether it is a youth or adults, because becoming part of NATWIC, and when I learned about NATWIC, I made sure that I reached back. I told others. I went out. I championed the cause. I told people about NATWIC. Um, I brought the ladies together. I got those emails out. I'll say, hey, let's go in this group. Let's do this. And so I'm about making an impact in my community because I'm a pillar of my community. All right. So you mentioned that. But what we're going to do is take a break right now and go to a commercial. And when we come back, I want to hear about your NABWIC story. Thank you. 
We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Welcome back. Again, I am Ursula Odom, your host for NABWIC Talks, and we are speaking with Vontina Durham of Durham Housing Services. And before the break, she started talking about NABWIC, so now it's time Tell us about your NABWIC experience. How did you find out about it, and how has it how has impacted your life? Okay, NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. How did I come to become the member of NABWIC? Um, on my journey, as I was certifying my businesses, I went to Nashville uh, to an event that the Tennessee Department of Transportation was hosting. Uh, I, I was doing my DBE certification uh, to do business with the airport and with the Department of Transportation. And also I had I had the opportunity to meet representatives from the U.S. Department of Transportation. Um, they were out of Atlanta. They covered the Tennessee, North Carolina, and Georgia regions. So the executive director for the U.S. Department of Transportation, he saw he saw me, he met me, he saw my credentials. He had already heard about me, the young lady in Memphis, Tennessee, that was the demolition contractor that was, you know, out here impacting um, others in the construction industry. So we uh, we met, we talked. I've been to Georgia. We uh, communicated on the phone. They got involved to kind of help me build a business model. And the executive director actually knew about NAWIC, and he was like, hey, you ever heard about this organization? And he happened to know our founder of NAWIC. And he said, I want to connect you. I want to connect you. And from then, once he made that connection, the rest has been history. So um, I was connected to Ms. Ann McNeil, who's the founder of NAWIC, we talked, we had several, you know, communication via phone. And then on, she was like, she told me about NAWIC. I said, hmm. So I did a little more research. I said, hey, this is what need, is needed in Memphis. We need NAWIC in Memphis. So, again, um, I'm always up for the challenge. <laughs> and me being that type of person, I said, I made myself charged with trying to get NAWIC here in the Memphis area. Through, through those connections, I brought a group of the ladies that I had come into contact with through the construction field. I reached out to them. I called them. I reserved a room at the uh, 
Entrepreneur Center. We met, Ms. Ann flew in, and again, the rest has been history, and now it is in Memphis. We are forming a chapter here. I love the involvement. It has made an impact on my business, on me as an individual person, to be amongst um, a lot of the women that are in the industry that's doing what I'm doing on a larger scale. You know, we're talking about women that are multimillionaires, millionaires, and it's like a sisterhood to hold my hand, and they are there. You can make that phone call. You can make that connection. So we went to Atlanta. We uh, were able to attend the annual meeting, and it was so much love, knowledge, experience, and expertise shared. Brought it back home to Memphis. We had our first event kickoff last night um, for a meet meet and greet to let people know, hey, we're visible here in Memphis. We have voices here in Memphis. And, hey, Memphis, we are the voice for black women in construction. And here we are in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, I can hear the pride in your voice. Now, before the show started, you told me about an accomplishment that you all have. So tell us about that. So when we came back from Atlanta, it was about three of us. It was three of us. That was myself, LaShawn Clark, and Pam Lee. We were, and we had one other member. It was four of us. I'm sorry. Let me take that back. It was four of us. We joined right away. We remembered. We came back to Memphis with a team of four. As of last night, so we to get chartered to become a chapter in Memphis, we needed 15 members to be able to charter for the Memphis area. As of last night, we have met that goal. That was one of our goals was to actually have 15 members by the end of the year. We have met that within 90 days, and we're excited about it. We haven't even reached the 90-day mark. We have the 15 members, and we can proceed with chartering. And I think it's the first in NAWIC history to be done. That's what Memphis do. We set a present. We make our marks, and here we are. And like I said, we make history. All right. I mean, look at that. That's amazing. And just think of the impact that you're going to have on your whole community by creating that kind of excitement, that momentum, and then access to national um, support system like NABWIC. It's it's going to be incredible. I I would charge you to track how your income um, changes from now until this time next year based on your access and, and, and what you're doing because you're making waves. And that means it's going. That wave is going to ripple all throughout your community and and in your personal lives too. Thank you. And it is making a wave. <laughs> yeah. So, um, tell us a little bit more about your business itself. Um, what experiences do you have in? Um, in the area in which you work, I mean, tell tell us some stories that are that are that might be interesting and that people may not be aware of that happens in in what you do. Okay, so as Durham Housing Services, my specialty is demolition. I am a licensed demolition contractor here in um, Memphis, Tennessee, and Shelby County, um, and also I do grass mitigation for the city of Memphis and the Shelby County government because we have dual government. I am charged with, I manage 134 properties uh, for the government. 
and some of those properties may have to be condemned or torn down. Um, I, stories, I have a lot of stories to share, um, so I'm, and there are a lot of challenges that come with the job because one, one thing I've learned as being an African-American female in this industry, I have to be four-time. It's tough, hard, and be able to deliver quality work than my counterparts. Um, I say this because I've been in situations where if I'm on a scene and they come out, say they come out, they'll be like, okay, so who's the supervisor on the scene? I've had, and uh, the guys, you know, when all the guys are pointing me, ah, or the, mm, the, that's on the inspector's face, it makes me laugh on the inside sometimes. And they're grading my work, and you were like, oh, they're going to get me up, they're going to get me, but only to come back with a smile of amazement to see that, hey, that we can do the job, and we can get the job done. And that's one of the most powerful things for me. I just completed a project uh, here with the local government. We painted a commercial property, and the word of mouth, and as it's gotten around, it's a female. It's a female. She's a female. It's a female company. Uh, it's a lady that runs this. And so, and you can tell when you walk in the room, everybody's waiting to see this lady. So it it's, it can be hilarious sometimes. And then, when we, or when you're sitting at the round table, and then you start talking. And when you know what you know, and you're confident, and you know what you're doing, it would deliver. It would come across. And hey, it brings you business. It brings you business. More business. And it brings you business with a smile. That is so funny because just yesterday I gave a presentation on diversity to a technology group, and those are the words that I use in terms of um, the best way to get over it is to be really good at what you do, um, yeah. and then it, it can't be questioned. But when you were talking about the reaction that you get, it reminded me of a long time ago we used to have um, someone that was obviously a woman running a wrecker service. And she painted all her trucks pink and said, yes, it's a girl. <laughs> I love that. And, yeah, and I think that was actually the name of her company, It's a Girl, um, because the shock and awe of, it's a girl. <laughs> and so to see them have that, that aha moment and that look on their faces, mm-hmm. it's, it's hilarious, you know, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So... Demolition to me sounds intriguing um, and dangerous. So, how how do you how did you come to grips with doing that? Again, that goes back to that childhood experience. That goes back to you know coming from a family of farmers, um, and that's where my background, my grandparents, you know, showing me being able to operate equipment, learning, uh, as they say now, you were grandfathered in. So that's where Mm -hmm. that skill comes back from, the way I was raised um, and brought up. I can handle heavy-duty equipment, mid-size equipment. It just comes with uh, my childhood upbringing. And, again, never once uh, in my life did I thought that I would have to use that skill to make money because I've been to college did it the American way, got the degrees, only to find out I make more money in trade than I 
did in the um, college arena, you know, going to college and getting my, you know, my bachelor's degree, working on my master's degree. And I am a um, a substitute teacher, believe it or not, uh, mm-hmm. for the Shelby County School System here. Been with them for the last seven years. I go in and teach trade, you know, carpentry, or I may teach a criminal justice class, but throughout that career, trade is what is where I've made, you know, the best of what it, what it is that I need. So the thought, well, you just said it to me, sounded like, sound, <laughs> you would think I didn't go to college. Anyway, <laughs> it sounds as if you had the best of both worlds in that you had that college experience and and then to realize that your skills were valuable and as valuable as they are, then you have the confidence to, to move forward in your career because you know both sides. But I do have a question for you. Um, when you say that you started on a farm, so was it a horse or was it a tractor or was it a plow? <laughs> It's going to be a plow and a tractor. Um, my grandmother was a gardener. Um, she grew her own vegetables. We just had the country living, as they call it. So it started It started on a plow, small equipment such as tillers, um, tractors, lawnmowers, whether they were zero cent, all types of various types of equipment. Horses, I love horses. I ride horses. Uh, but the equipment is what where I got my start at being, you know, going to the country, spending time in the country, and doing what it is that I do. Well, the reason I ask is because I remember the first time my granddaddy let me get behind the horse or mule with a plow. <laughs> it was a funny sight, but I did it, and I was just as proud, <laughs> controlling all that flesh. <laughs> um. And but you know I I didn't drive a tractor until I was an adult um, because that was kind of before my time. We we were old school because I grew up on a farm as well and 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 know the pleasures of of, of doing that and it's amazing. Okay, so um, if, I see that we have some callers. If there's anyone that would like to ask a question, uh, you can ask. You can raise your hand by pressing one. And and then I will see that, and you can ask your question. Now, Vontina, is there something else? Oh, we have a question. Okay. Hold on one second. Good morning. I believe it's Miss Perry. You have a question. Yes, good morning. And uh, I just want to say how much I'm enjoying the show. And it sure is intriguing hearing uh, Miss Durham talk about her background, especially the farm background. Who would even imagine, right? Um, but that's right. very, very interesting. But I do have a question. Going back to your comments about your uh, meeting that you had uh, the other, well, just yesterday, um, and I think you mentioned before that, uh, you know, you had some special guests uh, that came. We are really excited about the record that you all set, your achievement of obtaining those 50 members so quickly. Now, I'm in Jacksonville, Northeast Florida, and we're going to be having our meeting tomorrow. And I can only hope to come close <laughs> to that particular goal. But I do want to ask about some of your, your guests. I think you had 
more like an open meet and greet community meeting and uh, invited some guests. Can you share a little bit about uh, what type of um, guests or people from the community made up your meeting on yesterday? Um, Our guests consisted of we invited Turner Construction out, we had Ujama Construction, uh, we had our we invited some of the local politicians uh, and county commissioners here in the, our community. We also invited those that do business, like procurement officers that contractors would do business with, to let people know. I like to let people know that hey, you too can have a seat at the table. And sometimes it's a you know I was always told that a great leader helps or mentor helps to get others in front of great leaders. And so I just put the invitation out there to them via email, invited them out, told them who we were, our purpose, our mission, our vision, and we went from there. And they showed up, and it was awesome. Thank you. Okay. Um, We're going to take another commercial break and then – continue the conversation or we will wrap it up based on if you have any questions. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Welcome back. Again, this is Ursula Odom, and we're you're listening to NABWIC Talks with Santina Durham of Durham Housing Services. And we are about to wrap the show up, actually, unless there's anyone else that has a question. Um, and if you do, press 1 on your phone, and I will see that, and you can ask your question. But in the meantime, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listening audience that maybe I have not asked you about, something that you're proud of, advice of, of what people should not do, whatever it is that's on your mind that we have not talked about to, at this point. I would like to share with everyone that, again, NAWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, we are here in Memphis. We welcome you to become a member. You can go to our website at NAWIC. Dot .org, look at the opportunities, look at our mission, look at our vision and purpose. Join us. If you have any questions, you can email us, get involved. We are here. You have a voice now. Get to know us, follow us, 
be involved, look out for our next upcoming event. We are here for you. Well, with that, there is nothing else that needs to be said. Thank you very much for both the show and the comments. So to our listening audience, come back next week because we'll have another person, hopefully as dynamic as Miss Durham, but they'll be they'll have a high bar to, to um live live up to. But again, um see you next week and thanks for listening. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.